Welcome to the Arise Worship Podcast. I am your host, Judah Rodriguez, worship leader at Arise Church, and with me is... Dr. J, pastor at Arise Church. And it's been a while. We're glad you could join us and stick around. We have another guest with us this time. Um, I think you'll enjoy this interview. Yes. This time we have my sister, Gerilyn, who we've mentioned here on the podcast before. Gerilyn, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gerilyn, the sister that they probably mentioned. I don't really know. But the sister, the daughter. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I sing on the worship team at Arise Church, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, she's been with me from the start. She is the one I've, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned before that uh, kind of dragged me into it in a sense. Voluntold. Uh, voluntold, yes. So her and I have been there since the start pretty much. And uh, yeah, we're glad to have her here. It's, it's different. It's a whole family podcast this time instead of just like a cousin or a friend. Yes, I'm humbled to know that uh, that my children are serving the Lord. You know, they they all work there for me at the church. Well, not directly for me, but for the Lord and at our church. And it's been it's been a, an incredible blessing. You know, we we my wife and I have had the church since '99 when we started the church, and we've we've planted a few churches over the years. Rice Church is our most current church plant, our newest church plant. We've been around about six years, a little over six years, but it almost didn't happen. Uh, a few years back, I I was just tired of, I guess tired of being tired, you know, just ministry and I was uh, worn out. I was really just at, at the end of my rope. And so I told my wife, I said, you know, that that's it you know, I, I can't do this anymore. And she said, well, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. I said, well, I won't be happy. I'm just tired. And so I, we sat the kids down and told them, you know, that that's it. You know, we're, we're not going to have the church anymore. We'll just go and look for another church. And they objected. <laughs> they didn't want me to quit. And Geraldine was the one who, who spoke up and what were you telling me, Mom? All I remember is I told you to not give up the promise that God had for you and the church, which was that he promised that you would have a really big church with a big congregation and there'd be thousands of people there. And I told you not to give up that promise because it started happened at that point and you just kind of said, we don't really have anyone to help build the church because it was just you and us at that point. No one was really helping. We had two families there. So then that's when I voluntold Judah that he could play guitar because he didn't sing for a while, for a couple years while we were on the team. It was just me and then we brought along our friend Ray Ray. But yes. yeah, so I brought me and Judah together to make the the team and then kind of mentioned that my sister likes to do the media and camera. And then at that time, our bassist, our brother Jura was on the camera, which mm. the camera at the time was a phone plugged into a wire. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly has changed over the six years that we've been doing this and we've moved a couple places. We've been in hotels and houses and now where we're currently at, we've been here for a little over three years and we're planning to grow here and then move forward from there. Yes, it's our desire to be able to build a, a church, have our own property. But right now, Baruch Hashem, the church that where we meet at, they have been incredible. They've been an incredible blessing to us. And we were meeting in the sanctuary. Now we're meeting in the gym, which gives us a little bit more flexibility for ministry time. And, you know, since we're the only ones there, we're able to, to do a little bit more. So we're excited about that. And it's a new move. We So we moved our our church times, at least for the summer, you know, we're having church now Sundays at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, there uh, at the church location and we are in the gym. So if you want to come visit us, the address is 16320 Hebner Road here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, it's in the north, north central area of town, right inside Loop 1604 off of Bitters, right at the corner of Bitters and Hebner uh, across the street from Hebner Elementary School. So we, we meet there in the gym at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning. So hope that we can see you guys there and uh, so you can listen to some of the awesome, 
awesome worship that we have. You know, I may be biased, but you know, they they are pretty incredible. Yes, uh, we're very lucky and fortunate that we get to do what we do, and that we have so many members of the team, so many members on the team. But Gerilyn, just to kind of get this conversation, switch it over. What has your worship experience been like since you started singing, and where do you? Where have you been along that journey? Give us a little bit of your story, I guess. Well, being a pastor's kid, we grew up in church. And there's times where during the children's church classes, they would take us down in the sanctuary for the worship time. And I remember being little. I would always sing around the house. It wasn't even like real songs either. I would just start singing random things. Like I've always liked to sing ever since I was very very little and i guess seeing the team at the time back when we were called embassy church seeing the praise team there singing i always saw myself singing up there on the stage too but for the church i always mentioned it to my dad like when i'm older i'm gonna sing when i'm older i'm gonna do this and so that's where it started when i was like very little i just kind of always sang and then as i got older I saw more of the reality of what it is to be in ministry. I saw the challenges Mm -hmm. that both my parents had to go through leading a church. And then once, obviously, when we were about to close the church and we opened up with the rise, I, you know, volunteered to be on the team Mm -hmm. because there really was no one else at the time that we had like two singers there maybe, but they weren't, you know, it's a challenge to be up there on the stage and, be on the team so it's a big deal and I didn't even think twice about it I was like well let me just do it like let me help out my dad like I can I can do this and throughout my journey since then it's been six years so I'm 18 years old now so I started when I was like 12 13 on the team and it's been challenging there have been times where I have wanted to take breaks from being on the team and not really wanting to be on the team because you know I don't want to be there on Saturday nights. I want to hang out with my friends. You know, being in high school, being a teenager, all you want to do is hang out and go out with your friends mm-hmm. and have fun. And I didn't really want to be at the church on Saturday nights, especially when my friends had birthday parties or little hangouts or they would be going away for a while and I wanted to see them. I was like really upset going to the church. And so it has been challenging because we're growing our church during this time specifically in all four of our, our like my siblings lives where we're all teenagers and we want to like have fun and hang out with our friends because it's it takes time to grow but i always think about i i guess for me it kind of i kind of get lost in sometimes why i do this me personally and then i remember that it's all for god and then i kind of just forget about how you know my saturday nights are taken away taken away quote unquote at practice but then i learn to embrace it and Because at the time, I didn't really have a strong relationship with God. You know, I was only 12, 13 years old. So as I got older, I learned to really understand my personal relationship with God before I understood it for the team. And that took years. And I'm still trying to understand it a little bit, but it's gotten a lot better and a lot stronger. And I, I don't get upset being at practice anymore. I love being there with the team. There's great people on there. And while it's been challenging, it's been so rewarding to see you know, that God allowed me to do this for the church. It's nerve-wracking, but I'm super blessed to be able to be a part of something like that, especially with people that I've grown up with since we were all little kids. But. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see it. I know there were certainly times I didn't want to be there too. When I started, I was just getting started out in high school pretty much, and it was a whole new experience, moving schools, having to make new friends all over again. And at the time, I was more shy than I am now. I hardly ever talked to anyone, but being on the team kind of helped me break out of that shell, though it took a long time and it's still, I feel, kind of taking a little while because of what Gerilyn did for the both of us. I'm now actually studying worship at Liberty, as I've mentioned before, and it's like the biggest passion that I have, especially when it comes to writing songs or even just being up there. I've learned so much at the school that I want to implement it in the team, but I know that takes time too, so... It's really up to Gerilyn, or thanks to Gerilyn, because of her helping me realize what God had for me. Yeah, yeah I remember talking, having conversations with you about it, and I was really like, you played the guitar, like, 
Yeah. Were, this was at the time where Judah was like super, super big on mainly like strictly guitar. And all he would do is play guitar for hours. He didn't yes. even think about singing at the time. So at this time, I was just like, just be there like to play the music. Like, you know, all these songs. We grew up listening to this song. So like, just do it. You know, yeah. like I, me and Judah were kind of the complete opposite in our personalities to where like talking to people has never really been a struggle for me. I'm pretty outgoing. I like to talk to other people. I'm very loud. Like mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm always, I'm the extroverted one. Me and our younger brother. Yes. The two older ones are more calm and collected versus us. So I had a different perspective on it. But I think it's it's a good balance that we were able to bring out onto the team versus having me just always being out there and saying stuff and, you know, just going, going, going. Judah's kind of like that, the ground that we needed mm-hmm. for the team, for sure. He calms down, not saying having high energy is bad, but he brought in the calm energy that we needed, the leadership and the guidance. So I think that's really cool. And yeah, I think personally, COVID kind of helped you realize that too. Cause yeah. At the time, there was nothing really to do. All we went, all we did during that time was go to church and hang out with just the six of us at home, and we had a lot of time to talk with each other, and I guess really open up about our faith personally, like in, as individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of helped you to branch out. That's at least that's what helped me because it's like, well, my Saturday nights were taken, everything was shut down, so I was like, go to church. That definitely yeah. helped me grow my faith. So I'd say that was probably one of the best things that came out of this whole pandemic thing yeah it uh it shifted our focus over to growing the church intentionally not just because we want more people to have their eyes on us on stage it became more about why we worship and who we worship and of course the big thing about the church is growing it and that kind of became the big focus most of what we talk about now is our attendance at church inviting others to church more so than talking about worship though we do talk about it and try to get better at it uh, individually and as a team the church growth has in this past year anyway has has jumped up a little bit and though it's going slow that's we're all pushing together towards that bigger goal and i would say her extrovertedness that's even a word i don't think it is rubbed off on me somewhat because i am getting much better at talking to people not just those that I grew up with or am familiar with. I try to put myself out there a little more. And like she said before, I didn't I didn't sing for about was it three three years? Three years. years. Half the time the church has been alive I didn't sing. And one day I just decided to start singing. I was like, you know what? Let me try it. Because at the time Ray Ray, the youngest member of our team, he had a really high voice. <laughs> he sang higher than me. <laughs> so it sounded like we had all girls singing and I was <laughs> I was like, okay, well, since my voice is pretty low, um, I feel if, if I work on it, I can sing. And then I just started singing. And since then, I've been working on it a lot more. But I, it's actually one of my favorite things to do now. I, I sing a lot more and I work on my voice. You used to sing in that really, really deep. Like the way you're talking right now, that's how yes. you sing. Yes. Like no flavor. But Yeah, I lacked because, emotion. Yeah, that's because Ray Ray, <laughs> he joined the team when he was like... He was like nine. Nine. <laughs> My dad yeah. just threw a bunch of kids on the stage and yes. just kind yeah. of ran with it. Well, we, the ones that wanted to be there. Yes. Yeah. It was, and, you always said that, like, it's always the youth, the kids that bring people in, that draw people in, that will draw their parents in. Yeah. And, and that's uh, kind of what happened. Now the oldest member is Tito. <laughs> of the team. And he's not even old. He's like, what, 36? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. He's around that age. With Rary being the youngest at 15, going on 16 this year. Right. Yeah. And uh, most of our ministries, too, at the church are filled with a bunch of young kids. Yeah. Uh, in media, what the oldest one is? I'm probably Louis. Louis, Louis yeah. yeah. He's 30. I think he's 30. 30 ish. The youngest yeah. being Zoe, 15. Yeah. yeah. Most majority is high schoolers. We're bringing in the adults and we're teaching the adults kind of the way, I guess, not For to ministry. modernize church, but bringing in a new wave of I guess, life. Mm-hmm. bringing in life into the church because for a long time i feel like our church was very traditional like the 
pra- the team was called the praise team. They would just stand in a line. Uh, they didn't wear jeans, t-shirts, which yes, isn't it was, bad. It was all very proper, which isn't a bad thing. Not strict, but they had the rules. and Very I structured. Yeah, very yes. structured. And I guess when you put kids in charge, it gets a little bit more chaotic, but in a, a chaotic mess, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I had like, not the easiest time with it. Yeah, but I remember we a couple years ago before we started wearing jeans up there before at the time we would try and match colors with everyone. And eventually we just kind of said, you know what, this is too difficult. Let's not wear the same colors, you know, and we went to our dad about it. Like, what do you think about us wearing jeans? And he he was barely okay with that, but it was kind of like, okay, boys, jeans and a polo, jeans and a button up, jeans and a wear nice shoes and yeah and then eventually i think honestly it was when jirai got on the team that everyone started dressing more relaxed because Jirai pulled up with his bright orange crocs to practice with his <laughs> jirai's very laid back with his sleeveless t-shirts at practice and we wouldn't even dress like that before and i think just seeing other teams from other churches we weren't so strict with the dress code but i did talk to dad before we made a dress code is not necessarily a dress code it's just dressing appropriately at church mm-hmm. which is pretty much just common sense yeah um but yeah it, it has changed over the years i think it changed for the better i think so too. We, it it attracts more people too when you're more when you're literally just like a normal person because when you're acting like like holier than thou people don't like that because it's like one you're not really like that as a person and two it just pushes them away from the church because it's like you're constantly saying one is beneath the other because of the way they're dressed when that's what that's not what anything's about that's what our church is about Mm -hmm. developing authentic faith yeah and that produces real transformation you know i've always told people that mom and me never pushed any of you Mm-hmm. into ministry and but somehow all of you are there so what what can you add to that what so that our listeners can get an idea of what i mean well i kind of have a different perspective on that i guess when you say we don't want them to be in ministry i don't really i guess i don't really like the word ministry because it makes it feel like it's like i don't know not fun it's fun being a part of the church of being part of God's relation, like growing relationships with God. So for me, when you say that, it's like not really like that to me. I didn't think about it as ministry. I just thought about me doing this for God, which I know is the term, you know, ministry, you're serving God, but I don't like to put a, I guess a label on it. I'm just kind of like, I'm here serving God at my church, growing, helping people grow relationships and I think that's the way I kind of took it because in my brain, I, I'm just naturally like, I don't like structure. Any, if anyone knows me, I'm super like on the go all the time, last minute plans, doing this, and like everything. I never really go with a plan all the time. And so, you know, going into this, it's like, it's a lifelong plan that you kind of have. And I didn't really like to think about that because then it got me stressed out. So I just kind of thought of it as... Here I am serving God, and that's what I'm going to do. Like, no, no structure to that, because I feel like everyone's relationship with God is different, so I don't like to label it ministry. I, that's just the way I think of it as, like, we're all at the same church. We're all under one team, and that's God's team. Well, you guys are, you know, as you mentioned, the pastor's kids. Mm-hmm. How, how does life at home help you or take away or contribute to life at church i think the way you and mom have always raised us to ask questions about our faith been open about our faith and to talk freely about it i've never once questioned talking about it i've never once questioned questioning my faith and y'all have always told us that it's normal to be that way and obviously being pastor's kids there's certain standards that we hold a little bit more because the eyes are on the family. I always kind of thought of it as like, you know, first family of the church that we're in, as it is for, I'm sure, all other churches. But I just think the way God has been brought up in our family is what we can bring to the church. You know, I think, I don't really know how to word it, but 
just how strong you and mom are in faith, especially you, you brought that energy to us and you brought, you've, I've always said this, but you've inspired me in how strong you are in faith and how you never doubt God. And I think that's always helped us bring that to the church too, because there's six of us. So whenever we're all around talking to other people, I feel like people can see that too, how committed we are to God's plan mm-hmm. because of the way you and mom raised us. Yeah. I don't think it ever really changed. Our home life is pretty much the same way it seems at church. We just, we have different responsibilities up there. So it may seem like it's different, but we do have many talks here at home. Our family dinners could go on for hours because of how much we talk just about life in general. And somehow the topic always shifts to what we're doing with the church or ideas that come up and it kind of translates over to how we implement these ideas and build up the church and then for me having you and mom there always well being brought up in church the people we're surrounded with the friends kind of I never really questioned it just because for me and Dre I feel like it would be different than for our sisters just because we were there we had fun we played with our friends it's we did what boys did as kids but we just did it at church so it didn't really feel any different than it would if we were here at home but as i got older i started to realize that what we learned in those classes and what you have taught us set a good foundation for me to start doing it on my own i think also it can be misinterpreted like we we're like you know normal people too we just have yeah more responsibilities being the pastor's family people have certain expectations yeah Yeah. people think because we're pastor's kids or we're the pastor's family that we don't do anything fun or like we don't um that we only speak on the bible all the time while we do speak (laughs) on it a lot because obviously it's the center of our lives we do have we have a lot of fun yeah we go to the movies like we hang out with our friends we bring our friends around it's like I think the stereotype that is brought in to Christianity um, is that we don't, we're not normal people and that we're just always <laughs> judging people and that all we're doing is, you know, we're so cursing high other people. But well, you bring your friends over quite a bit. What are, what's their view or outlook? Well, they've, all my friends that I've brought over, I'm the one that brings my friends to the house out of everyone else here. But They've always said that they they like our family. They like being here. Whenever there's an option to go to a friend's house, it's like, oh, let's just go to Gerilyn's. Like, it's fun over there. Let's go to Gerilyn's. Like, they're cool there. And I think it also has to do with the way you and mom brought us up to be, was to be just welcoming and loving to everyone, no matter their background or where they come from, just to always give them a first chance and to give them that open door just like God would mm-hmm. and what God does for everyone else to be that kind of source for them and I think obviously I think that's how all believers should be unfortunately it's not like that but I think it's good that I think at our age we're able to bring that into other people's lives like my my best friend Gracie who's literally in the kitchen right now with my sister <laughs> she's in the other room she for a long time i've been friends with her since middle school since eighth grade and we're now going into our first year of college together i've asked her for since we became friends to go to church with me and she always said it's early it's early it's it's too early because our time was only at nine in the morning the same time school starts and one day this past year on my birthday i was like you can go for my birthday that'll be my birthday present she was like okay she went and she ended up really liking it and she started bringing her mom and her sister. They haven't been in a little bit, but it's just, I think it just goes to show that for me, that's the peak example of how a church should be like mm-hmm. versus someone who's been scared because they haven't been to good churches. They didn't like the church. It kind of makes me sad to see that people won't give other churches a chance chance because it's not all like that. And yeah, but at the end of the day, I think, the way you have brought us up to be with our friends is super important because did you guys miss miss out on anything growing up being that you grew up in church no not really i think uh the girls might have a different view but like i said before me and Jarrah, we just kind of we went we had our little group of friends we played we did what boys would normally do but we also have our cousins 
who we were able to have like sleepovers with and hang out. So for me and Dry, I, I can't speak for him, but I feel it would be similar in that it, I don't think we missed out on much. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Even our summer VBS that we used to do, those were always a lot of fun. And there was always a bunch of kids there. So we always made some new friend, at least for that week, because sometimes mm -hmm. they wouldn't always show up after the VBS. But that that's me personally, Gerilyn. I think, obviously, me and my sister are a lot alike, and we like to do the same things. I think we didn't necessarily miss out on a lot, but obviously I think, like I said before, our Saturday nights were taken up. You know, maybe it'd be nice to, like, sleep in on a Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, not necessarily, I don't think. Because I don't think our lives have technically even started to where we could say we missed out on anything. I think it just, as we grew up, I would say we started missing out, but not in a bad way. Like, we're at church. It's not bad to be at church. And we grew to love being there on our own. Because, obviously, when you're a little kid, you have to, you get dragged by mom and dad because we didn't really understand it at the time. But now I I love being there in, in the environment. So I wouldn't say exactly that. I would say just on those times being at church on yeah. Saturday nights. Yeah, and it's it's been a, a family family tradition. You know, I, I think we've had a couple of vacations where we stayed in on a Sunday and we all said, it's weird. <laughs> I didn't even think it's like family vacations that we miss out church on Sundays because we always like choose to do vacations starting mm -hmm. Monday or later in the day on a Sunday. Yeah. I think it's just like big events like me and my sister's quinceaneras, things that take a lot of preparation that happen on Saturday nights. I don't right. even think we we don't take vacations on Sundays. We we have the rest of the week to do that. But Sundays, it's like be at church. Right. Yeah. And it is weird missing a Sunday. It doesn't feel right to me just because I'm so accustomed to it but no matter what the time the church service starts if i'm not at church it's just weird yeah. yeah so how's ministry now with with family you know you guys have been doing ministry for a while mm -hmm. and you have friends there and you have family members that are there is it any different how, how do you approach it i think knowing the way our family is we're like always cracking jokes and it's never a serious time it's at the time when we started bringing our family into ministry, like more cousins, more family friends, it was a little bit difficult to, I guess, separate the two of when we're just cousins, we're just friends versus when we're on the team and we're working. That was something that I think the team had a had a little bumps in the road with yeah. trying to um, get that down. It's been challenging, but I think it's pretty cool because it's like our family you're comfortable with these people and then you get to serve the Lord together. We took a trip in Dallas a couple weeks ago on the Texas Tent Revival and we met this girl, her name Zoe. She she brought it up too because her sister, her and her sister are on the team together. Their cousins sing together too. And it's like, she said, it's just the coolest thing when the people so closest to you get to be in the same ministry with you and grow in God with you. And that's like the perfect way to put it, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it's like the people you love the most, you're surrounded by people who want to uplift you and y'all are all doing it together for the goodness of God. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. It's a lot of fun. We have had many bumps along the way just because most of them, when they started, were still just fresh in high school or maybe getting into middle school. So they didn't really understand it. They just saw it like, oh, it's cool. I get to play on stage. They never saw it for what it really was. But as they've come a long way since then, um, they start to understand it more and that's what we're pushing for is for them to grow in their own relationship with god build up reading the word and making sure they have a solid foundation so that way they don't get so prideful being on the stage because i know i've been at that point before where i just i just wanted to play because i thought it was cool but now i my mind has completely changed on the whole thing just because of how much I've learned through you, through school, through reading the Bible and the many books I read now. I never liked reading, but it's one of the things I do almost every day. And it, it's really impacted me in a big way, but I'm glad we get to do it with our friends and family because it, it does create a sense of comfortability, comfortability with, uh, with everyone. So you just, you know how the other person works in a sense. Um, I think it is cool 
though to be on the team like obviously not take it in the terms of just playing music because it's cool but it's cool what we're doing yeah yeah Yeah, we're we're very lucky and blessed to be up there because god could easily take away the gifts that he blessed us with to use for him but there are times when i'm up there i was like man i it's really cool to be up here because for my whole life i've always loved music and ever since i picked up a guitar i never at times i might have seen myself on the stage but until Geraldine got me up there, I never saw it as the rest of my life for me personally. I always say that. Shout out me. Yeah. For bringing everyone on the team. Just kidding. Yeah, so it's cool. I like it. And for those of you who are wondering why she's not the leader of the team, I can't really explain that to you. I just kind of... it. It just... At some point, we figured that I would be the leader. Or I don't know how she sees it, but at one point, I just kind of raised my hand when they were like, who's the leader? And I just... Yeah. I raised my hand and I was like, okay, well, I'm the leader. I think it was literally just because, like, you made the song list. Like, you made the set list. And then yeah. when it was brought into question, I literally just wasn't even thinking about me being the leader. I was just like, oh, like, who is the leader? Like, I didn't, I would just say I'm, I don't know. I'm a leader, but not with the label, I feel. Yeah. I and I lead by example. I'm supposed to, but I wouldn't call myself like i don't like no time like like the leader yeah i would say like maybe no i really don't know how that came to be i think yeah i don't either it it literally just happened and we were like okay jude's the leader yeah we just went with it and i mean i'm not to say i don't care but i mean that's i think obviously you're meant to be the leader obviously for a reason it was just something god did yeah i was just like i think (laughs) it's just the way it came about was pretty weird because it just the one day I was one day there was no leader and then one, the next day it was me whenever the question came up so I forgot that happened but I think it just also has to do with like what we want to do with our lives both of us yeah like for me I want to stay singing at the church but it's not what my full-time job would be obviously a ministry is going to be a part of my life forever I'm going to be singing up there probably for however long God wants me to at the church but I have different goals for my career versus judah where he he kind of struggled a little bit with what he wanted to do with his life until you know i kind of just told him like why not just keep playing the guitar like we always said for him to major in music but then it wasn't really the type of music that you could major in because it's like more wind instruments in college and then he found liberty university and i was like i literally told him i was like i've heard so much about it it's like the best christian university like especially for worship and then he was like yeah so i'm just gonna do that and i think it just happened the way god wanted it to when he raised his hand to be the leader because i didn't yeah i i never wanted to be the leader i like i said before i was always really shy and since from a young age you and mom have always told me that i was playing with my toys and god told me while i was playing that i was going to be a pastor and Mm -hmm. maybe for a while when i was a kid I was okay with it because I don't really know what it meant. But as I got older, I never wanted to do that. I I don't like talking uh, all that much, which is part of the reason why I never wanted to sing, why I never wanted to be on the stage because I was really shy. But one day it just kind of clicked and it's what I'm doing for the rest of my life pretty well, much. There's a scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 where God is speaking and says, Whom shall we send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here am I, Lord, send me. And you raising your hand is kind of like telling God, like, Lord, here I am. Yeah. Use me, send me. And But I think all of you have done, not just you, Judah, and you, Gerilyn, but Jody and Jariah have have really raised your hands and stepped up and really worked in, in the service of God. And not because we told you guys, which is something that we didn't want to do. We wanted, we wanted you guys to just... Do whatever God wanted you to be doing. Yeah, I think it honestly worked out for the best, too, because I don't know. I don't know how you do it, Judah. Like, (laughs) when this new thing we started with the team was us picking set lists, I can barely do one set list for one Sunday. Just pick four songs. Like, I don't know how you do it for the month. I don't know how you bring in the different keys with Tito. Like, I'm just like, y'all go for it. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I think it definitely just worked out in the way it needed to, especially with Tito coming back, being like a mentor to you. I think it's, yeah. it worked out. I, I don't want to say perfectly because nothing's perfect, but it worked out literally yep. in the way it needed to. The way God planned it, it worked out 
in its own time. But yeah, what she was talking about, I gave the some of the singers an opportunity to pick a list for a Sunday. And I figured it would probably be a little struggle hearing it from Geraldine. It's, it's not an easy thing. It took a lot of time to get down, especially as I learned more about worship and praise, making sure there's some sort of theme that, that runs through the each song, song yeah. or connecting with the sermon. Mm -hmm. So that involves a lot of prayer, a lot of practice, and uh, of course, making it fit for certain singers' keys that don't strain their voices too much. For me, it was a lot of questions. I kept asking Judah questions. I'm like, so what is the theme? Like, would this song go well with this song? I don't know how this song would be with this one, but maybe we can try. Like, it, I'm just always asking questions and thank God Judah's the patient one because <laughs> I would have been so annoyed with me, like with all the questions I've already asked him about whenever he has me pick the set list. But I think that was a really cool thing that they decided to do too, because one, obviously it gives us, it gives the members of the team more of a responsibility than just showing up Saturdays and singing the songs. Yeah. And I think it helps grow the relationship with God too, because that's, I told the, them that a couple meetings ago where we need to grow our individual relationships with God first before we decide to grow it as a team, before we decide to bring that out to the church. I think there's kind of levels to it. And the first one is the most basic one is having obviously your own relationship. So I think them telling us to make the set list helps because it helps us dive deeper into the music that people play and the messages and what God is saying through these songs and what they could say for a message for the church, specifically our church. So I think that's a pretty cool thing that they. Yeah. And it, it's a fairly new thing i had thought about it at the beginning of the year but didn't actually implement it until around both for two of the singers we've had do it right now and i plan to do it more with the rest but i i felt that it would help them because it does involve a lot of prayer and bible reading it, it would kind of get them on the right track and i know you have that challenge going on for the church reading mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. whole bible from beginning to end so it it kind of goes hand in hand in a sense um but yeah, picking out the songs, it's it's pretty cool. It's not so much like, oh, it, it sounds really nice. It's more about the message behind it. And if it's something that's truly worshiping God or giving God praise, as it says in John 4, worshiping in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. God is spirit. So that that's my main goal is relaying that message to them. But yeah, so Geraldine, you have since like the past year or so, I, I would say, I don't know how much for you, but what i know one of your favorite artists right now is a uh, brandon lake are there any specific songs by him or just in general that you feel really help you grow in your relationship or you can just put on instantly or like you're in the presence of god yeah let me pull up my phone real quick because i there's a, a couple lately i have been into brandon lake as a christian artist i think he has a very nice voice where is it too good to not believe is one of my favorite songs that I'm listening to right now. It's with Cody Carnes in it as well. That song is just really good. Um, it kind of reminds me of my dad's story and our story, like the church's story, the family, our family story, just in a sense where it's like, this is too crazy. This is too good to not believe that there's a God out there. Mm -hmm. My dad's life being saved countless times where he should have been dead. It's like, there's no other explanation than God. And I think that song explains it beautifully and mm -hmm. another song that there's like two more songs that i'll mention one of them is called endless hallelujah by Corey asbury i was going through like kind of a weird dump back in december ish i wasn't very strong in my relationship with god at the time i guess as a teenager it kind of it's a struggle sometimes to continue the committed relationship that you're having with god so i was going through one of the dumps that i had with it and I saw a TikTok, a student at Liberty University singing this song, and it was just so beautiful, like the words, and it's basically saying how at the end of this, we're just going to be constantly like praising God for everything he's done, and it's going to be endless. Like from this moment on, we'll just be praising him forever because he deserves our endless praise and our endless Hallelujah is that little shout out to me. I just think the song is so beautiful. It really helped me in growing my personal time of worship with him because it was like, like one of the words is like, let our voices cry. All creation cries because of what he's done. 
So I just think that's really cool. And then another one is Lean Back. What was the artist name? Do you remember? I think it's Capital City Music. Yeah, I think it's. It is a. That's another good song. Lean Back. We're plugging these people, but Should, we love their music, yes, so. Lean Back. It's no problem uh, at all. Music. That song, that song and Endless Hallelujah were the two songs that I was listening to like back to back to back when Endless Hallelujah would end. It was Lean Back and then and like back and forth. And this song was like when you feel like you have nothing to fall back on, when you feel like there's nothing there, God is there. To, for you to lean on mm-hmm. and he you could just take a deep breath and just know that he's there and that he's everything good in the world and that it's all good with him and that song just oh my gosh it really just helped me through one of the i guess episodes and seasons i was going through at the time and it just it really spoke to me because it's like while yes family is there there's nothing like the comfort of god and having him by your side mm-hmm yeah i know one of the lyrics in that in the chorus is i will lean back into your loving arms yeah, of a beautiful, of a beautiful father, father. Yeah. yeah she showed me that song it's a, it's a really good song beautiful because because it's and it says in the song like it's a love like no other and it's exactly that like like i just said you do have the love of your family and friends and the people who support you and that's you need that in your life as well but when it's god's love it's like an indescribable feeling because it's always good and it's it's just the most comforting thing i when i speak to my friends about it they always ask me like how are you so like positive and you know at the end of the day it's gonna be okay like you never worry and i'm like god like i don't know how to explain it other than that obviously like i i mentioned you dad that you've helped me with that in my faith but you pushed me to god and you brought me to god you directed me to that and seeing the greater picture of that and that God's love will never have you worrying about anything. Mm. And that's one of the best traits I think I got from you mm. is that I never worry because I know God's going to be there. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a relief not to worry. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that I remember telling you, like I have no one else to point you to, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I've, I've done the drugs, the alcohol, I've done the crazy living, I've done all of that, and none of those were the answer. And and for me, it was Jesus, and that's who I point you to. And in, in doing that, it, did you ever feel forced, both of you, you know, being that I am the pastor, did you ever feel forced, like, like you have to love God, you have to serve God? I think in my dumps that I had at times, I kind of just, I kind of felt annoyed that sometimes that's all you would tell me, you know, where, where I would just talk to you and it would just kind of be like, let, let talk to God. And cause at the time I didn't really understand my relationship with him. I didn't know how to talk to him. So I was just like frustrated. I was more frustration cause I I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't see God. And you're like, but he's here. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't. (laughs) So I think it was more frustration than anything else because I didn't understand. And it took me, I had to go on my own journey. I had to, I, it had to click for me finally that it was like, it's not y'all's journey with me and God. It's my journey with God. And I needed to find it myself. And that was probably one of the most frustrating things that I've had to go through because I'm not a patient person. And God is all about patience and waiting. And we've had many talks late at night, too. Yeah. Where I'm pacing in the office and I'm like, well, what do you mean read the Bible? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I I think a lot of people tend to misinterpret or misunderstand how pastor's kids are in their faith. It's individual to every single one. Like, Judah, he's he knows. I think he just he has it. And for me, I struggle a little bit more with understanding and just goes to show and i think jody our, uh, our sister kind of can tell too when i'm about to go talk to you about like church stuff because i'll go downstairs and she like peeks out of room. she's like leave dad alone we have church tomorrow <laughs> but then i go downstairs anyways because i'm like it's bothering me i don't know how to read the bible i don't know how to talk to god like how am i supposed to do this i only know how to listen to worship music and talk to him through that yeah and that's not a bad thing many people have music as their outlet like I have my headphones on 
almost 24 7 i mean you guys send me around the house i have them on whether i'm watching a video or not but sometimes it might be a show or i'm just watching other people lead worship because i'm so hungry for that that i just i want to do it the right way but i i haven't always known like you said there were many times where i just i i would cry because it was just so hard mm-hmm. things didn't work out the way i had planned and then you know there were times I questioned God, but I don't think I ever questioned why I loved God. I think it was just because this this thing didn't work out that probably would have made me happy temporarily. I didn't understand that up until a few years ago, but I don't think I ever really questioned why I loved him. I, I knew I did. I just didn't know how to express it until that the proper time, I guess. But again, it's like for you and mom being there, showing us the way i I don't remember too much, but I probably might have gotten frustrated for you just saying, well, it's, it's Jesus or read the Bible or pray. And it's like, we would always be like, what do you mean? Like, what what does that mean? I'm yeah. 12 years old. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's pretty confusing for a young kid. And some kids, they're they very blessed to like just know instantly. But for us, I think it took time and I think it was supposed to happen that way. So we would learn to seek God out on our own instead of just being like, okay, dad, can you tell me what he's trying to tell me? Because he's talking to us, not you. You're not the middleman. He wants the relationship with us. That's what I definitely like misunderstood too. When I was younger, I was like, well, my dad's the pastor. He can help me with it. And I was kind of used that as an outlet. And I think that's what, when God decided to pull me aside and put me through this kind of tough journey that I've been on like emotionally like with myself and with friends and different things like that and it was for me to understand that it's like no I need my one-on-one relationship with God and I think like you said I didn't question my love for God but I would question the things that were happening to me because I was like I guess I kind of tried to do a little reverse on him and be like <laughs> well you love me so why are you making me sad <laughs> like why am I go- why am I sad and it took me time to realize that it's like it's because of my worldly thinking, thinking that one thing will make me happy versus God making me happy because God is the answer. And this is where a lot of the the most meaningful worship praise and worship songs, uh, I think, come from. Uh, it's from the point of, of pain, of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you see the Psalms. You know, the, there's some great victories and they write from that perspective. And then there's some great heartache and they write from that perspective. And and I think that when we learn to harness that and, and use it for what God is needing us to do, then, you know, other people, the same deliverance that you received, other people will be able to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. When you said most of the songs come from pain, it made me think of this song. I need it because I don't know. I don't want to get the title wrong. But it's by Hillsong United. Even when it hurts, yes. that song was, it's very powerful, I think, in just the words alone. But mm. that even if it hurts, even if I'm in pain, I'll praise him. Yes. And in I all circumstances. Yeah. that's. I think that just describes God's relationships with everyone in its truest form. Is that mm-hmm. even if you're in pain, like, He's there. You'll praise him. You'll talk to him. He'll be there for you. And I think that's just the most comforting and amazing thing to have. Because it's like, I'll be crying in my room and then I put on worship music and it's like my brain goes to like peace. Good. And it's an indescribable feeling to be able to have. Yeah. And we're blessed to have that kind of relationship too. Good. Well, anything you want to tell our listeners? Invite them to church or? Yeah, go to church. Go to our church. I don't know. I think... I would love to see everyone more in person. Um, yeah. I'm sure we could just talk for hours. We about, could. Yeah, about God and about our relationships, about the team, about family, about other things. But yeah, I don't really know. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How was your experience? What would you rate the podcast experience as your first time ever? Mm, maybe like a 8 out of 10. <laughs> I think, yeah, an 8 yeah, out of 10. You did great. Yeah, you did good. Beautiful, um, Mama. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We'll have you here again at some point in the future. But I'll be in my room. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You just come downstairs. Yeah. Well, you know the 
we again we want to invite you to come to one of our church services during the summer yes we are having it at 10 a.m the night of worship i yes. totally slipped my mind i was about worship. to mention that oh yeah july 18 july at 6 30 6 30 p.m it'll be in the sanctuary of the building that we are currently in 16320 road yeah we hope you can all make it it's uh it's gonna be an amazing time of worship we can't wait to worship with you all again our last one was over a year ago at the end of february Pre-COVID. yes pre-covid you are more than welcome to wear a mask not wear a mask even though I mean, you don't really have to. We never closed on our church. We never stopped meeting together. So we're we're just excited to get everyone back in there together, and see what God's gonna do on yeah. that night. So please, please, yeah. if you can make uh, come and show up, and I think yes. it'll be a lot of fun. And again, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, uh, but if you feel safer wearing it, you may as yes. well. Uh, I know that when COVID started, I said, you know, we're we're gonna have church. If they take me to jail. And then Judah, you come back and uh, and preach. And he said, okay. I said, and then we'll just go down the list. Were you afraid of, of any of that at any point, Mom? No, because, like, one, we live in the United States. Two, we live in Texas. So it's kind of like, I wasn't worried. And also, we have God on our side. So I think, I know, again, like I said, I never worry because I know it's in God's timing and his plans and what he wants for us. So. Yeah, it was out of our hands. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, praise God that we, we haven't been sick. Yes. Uh, God has kept his promise. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. We Well, not funny, but just like God uh, did keep his promise. None of us have ever gotten COVID before. Nope. We've all been safe and Even, we put it in God's hands. And I think when it's true, when you truly 100% put it in God's hands, then there's nothing that he can't do, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you. You can email Judah at judah at rise210.org. Yep, and that's the right email. Yes, and the Instagram. I, it's uh, at Arise Worship Official or the church, or the church one. Or, I don't remember that one. AriseChurch.sa. So follow both accounts. You can keep up with what's going on there. We just unveiled a new logo, so go check that out. It's pretty cool. The media-ish team worked really hard on it. It looks pretty cool. Yes, they've been awesome. Well, thank you, Gerilyn, for joining us. Thank you. You're doing an incredible job. Again, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, 16320 Hebner Road. We look forward to having you. Yes, and hope to see you there. Come by and we'll shake your hand, have a small conversation. Gerilyn will serve you some coffee and give you a donut. Yes. Yes, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So we hope to see you there and we'll talk to you all soon. Yep. Bless you. Bye. Bye, Bye -bye. everyone.